Thank you for joining us again. Uh, we're continuing to look at this passage in Galatians chapter 5. Um, quite a familiar passage, great words of Paul. And we're focusing this week more on the, the fruit of the Spirit. When we look at the list of the, the fruit of the Spirit, and I'll, I'll list them in a moment, it's important to see them as one fruit, not nine different types of fruit. So both my children like fruit, thank goodness, um, but they have very different tastes. If we offer them fruit, they will go for very different things. Isaac loves banana and pear and melon, um, any kind of berries he, he adores. On the other hand, Noah, very different tastes. He loves apple and oranges and lemons. And I guess we're all like that, aren't we? We like to choose. We have our favourite fruit and our likes and our dislikes, fruit we probably would never even eat. This is not the picture that Paul is hoping we grasp here. Paul isn't presenting us with a fruit bowl. He's not inviting us to pick some aspects and avoid others. That list, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Well, for Paul, they are all part of the one fruit. There's no picking and choosing. There's no saying, well, I like being kind, but I'm just not patient. The spirit, Paul says, will produce this fruit, all nine aspects in our life. That's the, what the spirit longs to do in partnership with us. Um, that's what should be coming more and more evident in our lives. Now, when we look at this list, we, um, we will reflect on our, our characteristics and probably we see that some of the aspects of this list we find more natural, more easy to do. We might say that, well, actually, I find it relatively easy to be quite kind, but, you know, patience, I'm just not patient. I guess that's how we're made, aren't we? We are made uh, with certain characteristics and as we've grown in our lives, we've been shaped in different ways. But the, the spirit is longing to produce pure fruit. So if I think of my children again, one of the things our family prizes is the characteristic of being kind. If I'm honest, when I shut the door in the morning and leave my family behind, probably the last thing I say to my children is, be kind. And Sarah and I, the first thing we'll look for on the, the children's school reports as they go through school, is that the boys are kind. We'll value that uh, characteristic probably above any other, even academic ability. But what's the motive for kindness? In the life of Jesus, he was never kind to win others over, to win their approval. He wasn't kind so that he was liked. He wasn't kind so that he was well thought of. He wasn't kind because it would encourage others to be kind back to him. He wasn't kind so that when it was written on a school report, his parents would be pleased. We're going to help reflect on this by looking at a Bible passage, a story that Luke's tell. Luke tells. Um, it's a familiar story. We're going to read from Luke chapter 8, verses 40 to 48. Luke 8, 40 to 48. Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house. 
because his only daughter, a girl about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years. No one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told him why she had touched him and how she'd been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Well, this is a very familiar story, isn't it? Here in this story, we see uh, the fruit of kindness and the fruit of love shown by Jesus towards this woman. Jesus was already on a very humanly important mission, a rush to get to Jairus' daughter before she died, a life or death mission. And then this woman, trying to be lost, trying to do something undercover and secretly, just touches the edge of Jesus' cloak. She doesn't grab it. She doesn't touch Jesus even. She just gently touches his cloak. And she was healed. And I guess she was hoping to go on her way. And then to the bemusement of the followers, Jesus stops and says, someone has touched me. The disciples are, well, Jesus, there's loads of people. You've been touched by loads of people. Any number of people have touched you. Jesus could have rushed on from this moment, rushed on to his urgent appointment with the very important Jairus and his sick daughter. But no, Jesus asks again, who touched me? The healed woman must have been scared to death. And she probably was expecting some kind of rebuke. She was unclean. She was unimportant. She was holding things up. She was an insignificant member of society. She had sneaked a touch of Jesus' cloak, which in the eyes of Jewish law would have made Jesus unclean too. But Jesus gives her time. Jesus speaks with great gentleness, calls her daughter. His attention to her would have gone a long way, really, to restoring her to a place and a dignity as part of her community. No one would have expected this kindness from Jesus, least of all the lady. In fact, many people would have been critical of Jesus giving time to this woman, not rebuking this woman for, for her act and not focusing on the matter at hand of going and seeing this important man in the community and, and, and saving the daughter. But for Jesus, in this moment, all that mattered was this lady, her dignity, the kindness of God, the love of God that she desperately needed. Here we see Jesus being kind and showing the love of God with no personal motive. In fact, the potential of a negative cost to his reputation. Jesus serves this lady because he longs to show the kindness of the kingdom 
and the love of God. His love and his kindness are pure. They're not motivated by getting anything out of this relationship. Jesus served this lady, making himself vulnerable, secure in the knowledge that he was acting out of love and kindness for his father in the kingdom. So when we think of this list of fruit, these nine attributes, a good question, of course, for us to ask is which ones do we struggle with? And we need to pray that the spirit would help us with those. But we also need to ask ourselves, which one do we feel we find easy? Which one do we just assume that we're good at, we're natural at? Because we also need to examine our motives in that area. If we think we find it easy to be kind, we need to examine and allow the Spirit to challenge us and to, to show us where our motives aren't pure, even in on those things which we would consider our strengths. So let's pray in these moments. Let's allow God's Spirit just to examine us, to show us where we need to be open to more transformation and more good fruit being produced in our lives. Heavenly Father, you long to produce this fruit in our lives, but there are some areas that we feel that we are strong and naturally perhaps good at. But we ask you, Father, just to show us your heart. May our motivation be to please you and your kingdom. May we be able to be pure in all of these areas for the sake of your kingdom. Help us, we pray. Amen. May God bless us this day.